The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Angels, we all have them. They're our unseen guides, our companions, our teachers, and they're all around us. Sometimes, they make themselves known in the most miraculous ways. Join Angel Communicator, Reiki Master, and QHHT hypnotherapist Christy Clemens Hoffman for stories from real people who have experienced real life angel encounters. Hello and welcome back to Real Life Angel Encounters. Today we have Sierra in Texas sharing an account an encounter of a past life. And related to that, welcome, Sierra. I'm so glad to see you here today. Hi, glad to be here. Yeah, so you were interested in Dr. Brian Weiss's work. Right. I heard about some of his YouTube videos and was a bit interested. Um, We don't exactly have very many people in my area that are... um, that are, um, that are interested guess, in that. Yeah, that are interested or um, who really know any of, about this. So I was like, well, you know, I'll give it a shot one day. And well, and you did mention that you heard about it on Two Girls, One Ghost. And it's a podcast <laughs> I listen to, and I know you listen to as well. Right. I heard about him from them. Um, they spoke highly of him and you know, it just piqued my interest a little bit more and gave me that extra little push to go ahead and try it out. Right. Yeah. So how did how did you um, find how to do his work? Did you like what did you what did you do from there? Well, really, um, I found some YouTube videos. I found which one the girls from the two girls, one ghost podcast were talking about. Yeah. And. Um, I decided from there that, you know, I would just give that one a try. Um, at first I had a little bit of a hard time getting into it. Um, I'm not too familiar with meditation and such. So it took a little bit, um, but I finally got the hang of it. (laughs) And this was a self-guided, uh, hypnosis, right? Yes, correct. Right. Yeah. Yeah, um, and you had some kind of interesting results. What happened? So after fully just kind of, it it was almost like falling into a dream, but I was fully aware of what was going on and looking around, I was just in this field close by um, a forest and I could see mountains, you know, in the distance. And I was just like, wow, you know, this is, beautiful this is gorgeous and I started kind of looking around at myself and 
I realized that I was a man. <laughs> and I had long dark hair with some braids and um, adorned with beads and what looked to be like a camp um, it looked Native American yeah so wow. um, from there it just kind of went on in flashes yeah. You know, I would see the children and the women picking crops, children running around playing. And at one point, I remember joining a group of men in the forest and they were getting ready for a hunt. Although for some reason, I knew I wasn't going to be a part of that. Um, it was a little odd because I was, you know, everyone else is dressed and has their, you know, their weapons, they look ready. And here I am with really, you know, nothing, um, some medicine bags really is all I had, wow. no weapons, nothing else. And, you know, they're just kind of looking at me and um, then it flashed to me being inside of uh, inside of a tent, which looked like a, you know, the traditional TV that people um, picture. Um, there was a fire and smoke, you know, going up through the hole. And there's, it was adorned with beads and feathers. And I was surrounded by a group of the rest of the tribe. And everyone is just, you know, looking at me. And, you know, I was like, wow, they're looking at me for guidance. I didn't feel afraid. I felt like I was in a place of, of some sort of power. Um, like I, I would describe it as I was like an elder shaman of some sort because people would approach me specifically. Wow. Yeah. And, and the, these medicine, you said you had medicine bags or a medicine bag with you. Did you happen to see what was in there? I didn't. Um, it was a tan leather bag yeah. adorned with beads and feathers. And I actually remember a headdress with feathers. And, you know, it was... It was something. <laughs> it was very different. Um, all of my life, I've always felt a connection with the Native American um, people. And a great grandfather of mine used to tell our, our family that we were part of the Apache clan. Um, yeah. Although he, he could never really give us any details into that. Interesting. Um... So you've always felt kind of drawn to it, drawn to Native Americans? Yeah, I've always, you know, I've always loved going to shops while, you know, while I would travel with my parents as a kid. Um, I was raised in a military household and we would make trips to different cities, different types of festivals and I always loved the dream catchers. I loved the colorful outfits. I loved the drums and, you know, the, the singing, you know, just kind of like a powwow type of thing yeah. that always drew me in. It was so entrancing to me. 
Yeah. Wow. And so when you have this experience, um, you said it, it felt kind of like a dream. Like how, how real did it feel for you? It was, it was like one of those vivid dreams, you know, you're, you're very alert, you know, what's going on. Um, but I felt like myself, but not quite myself. Mm-hmm. It was like, it was almost like hearing whispers here and there of this is who you used to be, or this is me. Yeah. Oh my gosh. How beautiful. And in that lifetime, do you feel like it was happy? Was it traumatic? I mean, like what kind of life did you lead? I remember that it was very peaceful. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember having a wife. I don't remember any children. Um, we were very happy. I was very content in my life. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, I felt like I was doing what I should be doing with my life. There was no want or need for anything extra. Mm. It was waking up every day and seeing the beautiful blue sky and um, just interacting with the people around me and feeling the love and wanting to help others. Mm -hmm. It was very fulfilling. Did you get to see the end of that life? I did. So the end of that life, I, it was somewhat like an out of body type experience. I was looking down at myself in a cot, um, surrounded by my wife and tribe members. And I was awake. Um, I was holding her hand and, you know, there was silent tears flowing down her face and, um, I remember hearing the name Enoch, Enoch, and I just felt like this was my name. It didn't feel unfamiliar to me. Yeah. And um, I remember glancing up and seeing the bright blue sky through the top of the teepee and just feeling completely at peace. And that's kind of where it just, it just ended. Right. Oh, that's amazing. You know, I do past life regression as well, but it's, I mean, it's much more than that, but you know, past lives is definitely a big part of it. And, um, you know, always seeing the death scene is very, very important to find out, you know, what, you know, what type of life that we led before and maybe how we left things to, um, to see how, what impact that has in the current life. Yeah. So how, what did you, what do you feel like you took away from that experience for the current life that you're in now? So it made me feel like the path that I've always thought that I should go down Mm-hmm. is a lot more familiar to me than I originally originally thought. Um, 
I've always wanted to go into nursing. Um, I actually joined the military at 18 and um, that was very short lived, but um, from there I got more ideas of how can I help other people? Like this is something that interests me. I wasn't sure exactly of a particular road that I wanted to go down. Um, I did start nursing school and I even considered law enforcement. And I also had some history with my grandmother on my mother's side who people would come to um, seeking healing or cleansing from her. Um, within the Mexican culture, they're usually called curanderas. Right. So. Yeah. So again, a, you know, like a medicine man or shaman. You know, right. Healing aspect of it. Yeah. So maybe, maybe navigating toward that out of uh, connection that you had in the other lifetime. That would be interesting. But that's not even where the angel story comes in. Because I'm sure people listening right. to this point are saying, well, that's really nice and that's really interesting. That's very, very helpful. But isn't this supposed to be about angels? <laughs> <laughs> right. So the angels come in. Um, one day I was just kind of absentmindedly scrolling through some social media platform. I'm not sure which one it was for sure, but an ad popped up as I was scrolling that said, um, find your guardian angel. Okay. So I kept scrolling and it just kept, you know, I, it just kept calling me back. So I scrolled back up and I clicked on it. Um, it took me to a website and asked me to just enter in my, my birth date, my, my month and day. And it came up with, the angel Elamaya. Hmm. Interesting. Right. That's not one I'm familiar with. How do you feel like Elamaya appears in your life? How do you feel like they help you? Well, Elamaya seems to be a, of course, a protector, but someone who is very encouraging and wants to see you succeed. Um, they're very motivational. Yeah, that's wonderful. Um, you said that you had looked into the hierarchy of angels. Right. Since, mm -hmm. since I hadn't heard of Elamaya before, you know, I knew there was a hierarchy, but yeah. I'd never really delved into it. Um, so going through Google and a few other people that I had seen speak about angels, mm -hmm. I found out that Elamaya was a part of the angelic choir, mm -hmm. um, the seraphim, mm -hmm. and that they were under the regent archangel mm -hmm. of, um, of Metatron. Yeah. But then a little bit more, um, research led me to find that the angel Metatron also had another identity as Enoch. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, 
where have I heard that name? It sounded, it was so familiar to me. And I was just, you know, Enoch sounds so familiar. And I tend to take a lot of notes on my phone. So I was like, well, maybe there's something in there. I opened my notes and was just kind of scrolling through and I found my past life um, notes that I took and the name was there. And I was just like, wow, what a connection. What a coincidence. <laughs> I have more than a coincidence, you know. Um, so yeah, Enoch from the Bible. And of course there's, I, I don't feel that Enoch from the Bible was also the Enoch in this Native American culture, but there could be, I mean, I never doubt anything. I feel like they're connected, right? I don't, I never question it. I just trust, right? It feels like they right. are connected. But yeah, Enoch in the Bible was a scribe who was in service to the Pharaoh and kept wonderful records and was just an exemplary human. And then Enoch didn't even die. He ascended to heaven. And Archangel Haniel gave him the funny archangel name of Metatron, which, of course, does not follow the naming convention of like Mikael, Raphael, Gabriel, Jophiel, El meaning messenger of God. Mm-hmm. And um, because he had been, Enoch was human, and as, a, as an archangel needed to have a different name because none of the other archangels have ever been human. So there's right. that, that connection, kind of interesting. Um, It'd be interesting to maybe return to another past life regression and find out more about this Enoch, the Native American man. Right. And, you know, with Elamaya and um, that angel just being someone who loves to encourage, you know, personal success, you know, I felt like, okay, you know, I keep getting this. You should do something with helping others. I've always felt um, completely at home and helping others, um, even to a fault sometimes, but I really enjoy it. I, I love people and, you know, another, another path that I thought about and have even gotten some more um, education on is psychology and um, I've been told that you know maybe I could help others with uh, counseling and sharing my experiences and letting others know that they aren't alone yeah that's a huge help and tremendously healing too right so Mm -hmm. it's it's incredibly mind blowing to me how this just kind of went full circle and just, it's amazing. I would really love to do more past life regression and see where it all goes. Absolutely. It's fascinating work because we can see that in addition to a life path or life purpose, we also have a soul path or a soul purpose where different themes keep coming up in many different lifetimes. And we just explore it from all these different themes. Like, for example, a healing theme in one lifetime, we may need healing in another lifetime. We're assisting with someone in healing in another one. We might have someone in our life who 
is very sickly. So, you know, we can look at these themes from different vantage points and different, you know, perspectives. Um, I have to ask, you said your, I think it was your grandmother um, introduced you to the world of the curandero? Yeah, correct. So um, I was raised Roman Catholic, but we still had these traditions that were, you know, they were kept kind of quiet, but very much still uh, Christian. And, you know, I would see ladies, people that I'd seen at church coming to my grandmother for cleansing and such. And um, at one point I even asked her, so how do you do this? What is it that you're saying? Because while you're doing this, I hear I hear you whispering, but I can't always catch what you're saying. Mm -hmm. And she says, well, um, a huge part of it for, for her specifically was prayer. So mm -hmm. she's, you know, she's, she said, I don't have any other types of deities. Um, God is it for me and God and his angels help me help these people. And so it's just like, wow, like my grandma's magical. <laughs> <laughs> now, has she passed, Sierra? No, she is alive. Um, she does have Alzheimer's, though. So um, it's progressed pretty far. Um, so she is not always lucid, right. but, you know, the the point that she's at in her mind is one of the happiest of her life. So when you speak to her, she will tell you that she's around 12 to 14 years old and she's living on a ranch with her, with her dad and her sisters and, you know, her, her mom and how much she loves you know, just being on the ranch again. Wow. Well, as we've been talking, I was, I believe I was hearing from her because it really felt like your grandmother and wanting you to know that you actually come from a long line of curanderos. That they right. might have labeled themselves as such, but she wants you to know that you've come from a long uh, history of that. That's very interesting. I never got to speak to her about that later on. You know, when I first kind of was interested, I was a very young teenager and, you know, just very much wanted to go out with my friends. So, you know, she tried to start teaching me and talking to me a little bit more about it. And I was just, you know, a little bit more, um, passive with it you know it's cool it, you know I like it but you know my mind I'm I'm too adolescent right now I really want to have fun <laughs> so when I came back to it you know it was a little too late but I do feel like I'm picking up more of it through uh, doing a lot more research and and um, you know just going down that road it, it it feels very familiar. See, I'll bet uh, your angel, your guardian angel will help you with this. 
Do you have any processes where you talk to, and I'm trying to remember the name, it's not Elohim, uh, Elamaya. Do you have any processes to talk with Elamaya? Well, not in particular. Um, You know, when I'm feeling lost or I need answers on anything, I'm feeling confused. I call on my guides and I feel like, you know, they are my family. They are my angels. Whoever it is, you know, they are there and they understand what I need. And, you know, even if it's a little, um, you know, tough love and, you know, making me feel like, hey, you're on the right path, but, you know, pick it up a little bit, you know, you're, you're starting to slack. And so, I will do, you know, cleansings at home with uh, frankincense and resins and mm-hmm. um, just kind of sit and meditate and we'll jur- I'll journal what I feel and what I feel um, are messages towards me because it never feels like it's coming from within myself. Yeah, yeah. That's I love that you're able to tap into that. Were you able to tap into that incidentally before your past life experience? Or did it come back after? I think I was on some point, but I don't think it was very strong. I think doing that past life regression kind of opened the door a little bit more you know it was maybe a crack and now you know it's opening and as long as I you know feel comfortable with what I'm doing and and I feel that that protection and that love that I that I feel I think I'll I'll be I'll be good on my way to just you know helping others and bettering a relationship with my angels and and my ancestors. Wow, yeah, I think you'll do it. You know, you're you're on the right path. And do you receive support from your family in this? I do. I do. Um, my husband is by far the most, you know, supportive. And my kids are also just like, wow, can I do it too? And you know, of course. Wow. Have they what have they uncovered? So my daughter, my youngest, she seems to be the most enthusiastic and she is, you know, she wants to go to the metaphysical store and choose her own crystals. And so she'll choose a crystal and she is just enamored by it. I can't wait to go home and sit with it. And she has she has, you know, just gone up to her room and sat down quietly holding her crystal and she's taken her own notes and journal. Um, I honestly can't recall anything specific, but she is just, you know, she is just mom. I don't feel scared about any of this. There is, I feel like there's something around me. And I feel like I'm followed and I'm being watched, but it's not scary. I feel like somebody is loving me and they're hugging me and they're holding me, especially on days that I have 
you know, did I just have a bad day? And, you know, I, or I'm feeling scared at night and I just kind of feel like somebody comes and just puts their arms around me almost like a blanket. Ooh, that's very, very sweet. How old is this kid? She just turned 10. So I love that. And she has been doing this since about eight years old. Wow. Well, good job, Mama. Thank you. Keep asking, talking to your angels and asking for help to, you know, just enhance the kids' lives. You're doing a great job. Thank you. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for making the time to talk with me today. I think it's been a a really great uh, experience, and I would hope that anybody listening to this conversation would also investigate not only looking into past lives, but um, even just inquiring who your angelic team is. We all have an angelic team that's with us. And, um, you know, maybe seeing somebody who can see these things or even just asking, asking your, your angels' names and just be quiet, get quiet and allow the names to come to you. But even then, just know that they don't always have names. Sometimes they just say, well, if you have to call me something, you can call me Bob. <laughs> you can, they'll just <laughs> right. say, well, if you got to call me something, you know, they'll give you something. But um, it just helps to know how we can talk to our angels. So I would encourage everybody to do that. You're never alone, ever, ever, ever. And we cannot ever be alone. We go through this with a whole team. All right. Thank you so much, Sierra, for talking with me today. Thank you so much for letting me share. A special thank you to James Wheeler for the original music and Cassandra Harold for the voiceovers. Please subscribe and follow wherever you're listening now. And be sure to tell your friends. The more people know about this podcast, the more great story submissions we get. Submit your own real-life angel encounters to angelencounterspodcast at gmail.com. Want to know what your angels and loved ones have to tell you? Schedule an appointment with Christy at radiatewellnesscommunity.com. Life is hard, and sometimes you need a little help and guidance. I'm Laura West, host of a Guided Life podcast, and I believe that help is all around us. We just have to ask for it. The universe has a way of guiding us forward with the help of our past loved ones, angels, spirit guides, and ascended masters. On the podcast, I love to explore these ideas with incredible guests and let people know that they are never alone. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you can join me on this journey. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm network and wherever you get your podcasts.